right. Man, that's such a good song, isn't it? <laughs> um, thank you, guys. That was, that was awesome. Um, and that's the prayer of our hearts, isn't it? Like when we, when we sing that, it's like, yeah, that's what I want. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't want to be dragged deeper, right? Um, I mean, that's the challenge. And this morning we're going to be talking about the kingdom of heaven. And that's really what it is. It's this, it's this, uh, it's us coming under the reign and rule of Christ in our lives. That's what the kingdom of heaven is. And so um, I, we're going to do things a little differently today, okay? So, so kindergarten through fifth graders, I hope you guys um, listen and participate and have a good time. I'm going to, there's, it's going to be different, all right? So this is Family Sunday. This is the new Family Sunday, okay? Um, so hopefully you all grabbed some communion on the way in. We're going to be taking that at the end together. There's gluten-free ones over there. So at some point while I'm uh, talking up here, feel free to grab one if you haven't. But um, basically at the end of the service, I'll pray and then we'll, we'll jump into that and then we'll have the time of response. So that's kind of the, the flow of this. But what we're also going to do in the middle of the sermon, I'm going to stop. Okay, I know this is super weird, okay? Um, but I think God's okay with it. Um, I, know, I know he is. <laughs> We're going to stop, and, and so here, it, it's going to, think of it as like a little mini time of response. We're going to have two of them during the middle of it, okay? And so if, if you are uh, without kids, single, or whatever, like it's a time for you to reflect on kind of, I'm going to give like a prompt if you want to talk about it, cool, and, and think about it and pray about it and and. Kind of reflect, kind of mid, mid, mid-sermon, mid okay? I know it's super weird. If I blow right by, it's going to be really embarrassing, right? Um, so if you have kids and your kids are sitting next to you or with you, kids, this is the time for you guys to ask your parents questions, all right? So you guys actually just get to talk. So uh, you can talk to your parents, and you're, you, we'll have like about a minute to do this, and, and you guys all kind of chat through stuff. It's okay. I don't know. I'll probably, I don't know if I'm going to sit down or... Go to my wife, or I, I'm not sure, but I've got a bunch of teenagers up here. I guess I could. Um, but so we're just going to stop. We're going to pause. We're going we're gonna to reflect on kind of some part of the sermon. So, so kids, here's what's cool about this. I want you to be thinking about what, what, what do I say up here that doesn't make any sense to you? I mean, that, that would be a good one, right? Like you go, I, I don't know. When Jonathan said this, I had no idea what he meant by that. Or maybe, and like I said, I'll give a prompt that you guys can talk about. And parents, if you're, if you're prepped and you're ready, you might be able to actually answer the prompt to your kids and, and go, hey, this is what I, what I think. So I think in the future, I might give you guys the prompt ahead of time. <laughs> so I don't kind of just string you guys out and make you guys uh, try to figure this out on the fly. But um, anyway, that's our new Family Sunday. And so we're going to do this. We're going to give it a whirl. We're going to see how it, uh, how it goes. And um, yeah, so if you're a kid in here, you probably have one of these. If you're a kid, raise it up. All right, no hitting anybody with this, okay? That's rule number one. Um, if you're an adult, you, I don't, you probably didn't have one, but haha, I do. No, um, so, so we're going to talk about this. This is going to be important, and this is going to come to play in the sermon. And you probably have a uh, little sheet of paper, and so that can kind of keep you guys uh, busy as you're kind of thinking about what this means. But what we're talking about is one of Jesus' parables. So we're not going through Judges. We're going to take a break. We're going to pick back up on Judges next week. Actually, Spencer's going to pick back up on Judges next week. And today we're going to be talking about 
one of, well, two of the parables of Jesus. And it's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Um, what do we think about when we hear the kingdom of heaven? We'll go kids first. Kids, shout out an answer. What do you think about when, when we say kingdom of heaven? Come on. One of you has to break the ice. Come on. Any of you? What do you guys think about? Yeah, like what, what, is, what, is, what do you think about when I say the kingdom of heaven? A kingdom in heaven? Okay, that's good. I think that's actually what we all think of. Anybody think about like, I don't know. Yeah. Streets of gold. Nice work. Yours is good too. I'm not, I'm just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean I didn't buy that. That's not horrible. Yeah, in heaven, right? Streets of gold. What else do we think? All right, parents, clouds, angels, harps, I don't know, right? What's that? Giant feasts, okay. Yeah. No sickness. All right, so, so these are the things that we think about when we hear the kingdom of heaven. Dude, go read Matthew chapter 13. The whole thing. We're only going to, not right now, we're only going to read through like three verses of it. I mean, you can right now. Anyway, um, we're going to go through three verses of it. And Jesus just goes, you want to know what the kingdom of heaven's like? It's like this. It's like this. It's like this. It's like this. And you know what he doesn't talk about? Streets of gold, <laughs> clouds, angels, feet. Well, actually, I think he does talk about feet, so maybe that's a good job. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's different. It's not, what we're, it, it's not entirely future. It's now. It's right now. In fact, we're going to start off, um, we're going to end up being in Matthew 13. But if you, if you look at Luke chapter 17, Jesus makes it super clear. Because what, what's going on, right, is Jesus shows up and he's teaching everybody. And the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day were like, when's the kingdom going to come? Like, when is God going to come back? When is all this going to happen? And look at how Jesus responds to that. <laughs> I just turned the page with my, my shovel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 20, it says, the king, Jesus says, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. It's here. It's now. It's, it's not just future. It is future. And there's going to be a, a more perfect and beautiful kingdom of heaven that we are going to dwell with God in. But it's also right now. And this is what he's going to spend almost the entirety of Matthew chapter 13 explaining and going, let me talk to you about what this kingdom of heaven really is. And this is, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to keep playing with that thing. Um, and this is, this is the whole point of the gospel, right? You got, you, hopefully, as you kids, you've heard the word gospel. That means good news. The good news of Jesus is that God has come and rescued us. Jesus, our king, has come to save us, to rescue us from another kingdom. This kingdom, this world, and all that it is, which has some good things, but has a lot of bad things, difficult things, sickness, right? All sorts of anger and frustration, letdowns, and, and all of these different things that, that happen in this world. Jesus, this is the good news, because Jesus comes, our king, our new king, comes and rescues us. In fact, if you look at uh, Colossians 
chapter 1, verse 13. Paul says, he, talking about Jesus, our new king, right? He has delivered us from the domain of darkness, the kingdom of darkness, and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. This is what God has done, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. And so what he does is he, he takes us from this world and he goes, no, nope, you're my child. You're going to be in my kingdom now. And so when we think about the kingdom of heaven, it's not just something in the future, although that's what we're promised, is this beautiful kingdom in the future. It's actually something that happens right now that we can experience in this. You guys, I, I wasn't here last Sunday, and <laughs> I, I could have not, just to be clear, I had no, like, my presence would have not changed anything on Sunday, um, other than I would have probably been stressed out. But I missed it. I missed being with all of you. I missed this. I missed the worship. I missed seeing you guys. I missed talking to you guys. Like, this, why? Well, and, and maybe you guys feel the same way. You're like, I don't, I don't want to not go to church. It's not because it's a habit. It's because this is like a little bit of that future kingdom. Right? We set everything aside, and we come in here, and we focus on the cross. And we focus on our Savior, and we go, why? Why do we like that? It's because it's, there's, there's peace and there's joy and there's contentment. There's promises. We sing songs like that. And we just go, yeah, yes, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so this whole idea of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is going to talk about in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 is where we're going to start on here and listen to what he says. So there's going to be two little parables we're going to talk to. We're going to talk to the first one first. Um, it's in verse 44. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. I will tell you I have struggled with this <laughs> parable for a long time because I'm like, I don't get it. And I try to get into all the nooks and crannies of the story, and that's not the point of parables, okay? The point of parables is to teach a lesson. And, and in the context, the wider context of Matthew chapter 13, you see that Jesus is showing a different side, a different facet of this kingdom of heaven. And so he's got a point here. And so let's just set up this scenario. So here's this guy. This didn't really happen, kids. Like, this is, this is a parable. It's a story to teach a lesson. And so there's this guy who's walking through a field, not his field, and it says that he found a treasure. So I, here's, here's what I picture. I picture he's walking by, and he just, like, trips on something, right? Because apparently if the field, if it was obvious that the field had treasure in it, probably he wouldn't be allowed in there or, like, the owner of the field. It wasn't his field, obviously. And so he finds this, and what does he do? <laughs> he has his trusty shovel, and he's like, oh, let's see what's here, right? And he starts digging around, and he digs up his, this, this thing. And, and he digs it up, and he's like, this is treasure. It's jackpot. It's, it, it, it was obviously very significant to him. And so now what he does next, we're going we're gonna to talk about here in a little bit. But, but he, he finds it, and he covers it back up. He, he hides it again. Don't, don't be too, 
like that's the part of the story that I've never really understood. Or, or like, why didn't he tell the owner of the field that he has treasure there? Wouldn't that have been a more uh, respectful thing to do? Or, you know, it just seems a little shady, right? For all of us adults, we probably go, yeah, if somebody found treasure in my front yard, I think they owe it to me to tell me that they found the treasure, you know, and not offer to buy my house, right? Um, but that's not the point of the parable. The point of the parable is that this guy stumbles on it. He wasn't searching for treasure, right? He was just walking along, doing nothing. And all of a sudden, he stumbles into this treasure. And this is, this is part of what, what, what uh, Jesus is saying here. This treasure is what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that you just, you, you might stumble upon it. God may put it in your, uh, in your path and you go, there it is. And all of a sudden, you have this treasure in front of you. The question is, do you see it as treasure? Because I will tell you, and for us as adults, that's a challenge at times. We don't always see it as treasure. And the person who had the field either didn't know it was there or didn't care about it. Didn't see it as treasure. We don't, we don't know which one. That's getting a little bit too far into the weeds. But look at what it says. The second part of this is, Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has. This is another hiccup in the, in the, the parable where you're like, Well, if you sold everything, how would you, you get food? And like, Did you have a house on the land? Like, I don't It's not the point of it, right? The point is, is that that treasure was worth more than everything else the guy had. Everything else. And what does it say? In his joy. We'll come back to that. Okay, now go to the second par parable here. Verse 46. It says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Sounds similar, doesn't it? <laughs> In fact, it's almost like, Jesus, why, why'd you say this twice? Wouldn't one time have been enough to, to establish the value of this? What's the difference between those two? Anybody see the difference? You guys can shout it out if you, if you see it. I don't know. Would we do that? I don't know. He's... What's that? He, well, yeah, kind of. I, I think he does, but it doesn't say that. You're right. He's in search. It says he's searching for it. The, the first guy stumbles on the treasure, right? The second guy is like searching. He's looking for pearls. He's like opening up oyster shells and clams or whatever produce pearls. I Googled that, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, is that, is that real? They really do that. Anyway, um, and, and so he's like looking for these things and he's looking for pearls and he's going to these different people and he's looking for treasure. I mean, think about like, it's like almost out mining for gold, right? He, he's effectively going out and he's looking for treasure and he finds it. Here's the crazy part. What does he do? He buys it from somebody. He doesn't find it in the ocean, he buys it from somebody. That means what? The guy that had it apparently didn't see that it was worth much, I guess. Right? And he's like, sure, here you go. 
Well, what, is, what does this guy do? He does the same thing. And I would argue that while it doesn't say in his joy, he does the same thing. He goes and sells everything just to buy this pearl, which then you're like, what do you do with the pearl? <laughs> right? I have a pearl. I need to eat. All right. Do I, do I now just sell this to get money again so then I can eat? Yeah, like it, it, again, the parable breaks down, right? For us as adults, like we have to like look at this and go, what's the point of what Jesus is saying? What he's saying is this is the kingdom of heaven. It's this treasure. And whether you, whether you stumble upon it and God puts it in your path and goes, you're not looking for it, or whether you actually are out there looking for it, searching, trying to figure out the meaning of life, you go, the kingdom of heaven is this treasure that God is intent on putting in our lives, here, now, playing in a field, in an oyster shell, in a market. All right, so we're going to stop now, okay? We're going to do a little time out and talk. It's a little response time, okay? So... As adults, if this is, and here's the response part. So kids, think of the questions that you want to ask your parents. You can ask whatever you want, because I'm not answering them. Um, but this is, as adults, I want you to think about, how did, how did you, how did you, dis- what, what's your story? Like, did you, did you stumble into faith? Or were you searching for it and found it and, and, I think it's a good question, a good thing for us to reflect on. And so if you're sitting next to a friend or whatever, you can talk about it if you want. I don't want us to be super awkward. So if you're by yourself, you can also just, you can just pray and, and, and kind of reflect and see, like, how did I, which, which one of these parables fits me? All right, you guys have like a minute, and I'm going to get off the stage. So weird. Please, kids, talk. All right, next time I'm going to get Jeopardy music, okay? <laughs> and I didn't say this before, but if you're at home, YouTube, Zoom, I, ho- I hope it was, it was probably less awkward. Um, but hopefully you could have uh, chatted about that too. So, so let me, I, I want to do a show of hands because I, I think it's kind of interesting. Like, who would say that they stumbled on it, on the kingdom of heaven, on faith, on, okay? What about people who were like, no kidding, searching? Okay. So here's what's cool. Here's what's beautiful. It's like, this is how our God saves. Like, he, he, it, it's not like our effort per se, right? 
Um, although we're going to talk about some verses here in a bit, but like he wants us to know he's here, right? He wants to come to us. He's, he's putting the treasure in front of us so that we trip over it, right? Like, like he wants this to be in our lives. He wants us to know him because he knows that that's the best thing for us. And we'll get to that at the end. Like us knowing and experiencing the kingdom of heaven now is the best thing. And obviously for these guys, it was the best thing. They sold all that they had. There was nothing else worth it. And, and I'll just say for you kids that are in here, like, I mean, a, as parents, it's almost like we bring you to church because it's like the field. And we know that the treasure's here, not here in this building, right? But like that we're, we're, we're taking you to God's word and we want you to discover it for yourselves. Like we can't, we can't force this on you, right? Like, like this has to be something that you have to discover for yourself. This is something that you have to be convinced in your own mind, Paul tells us, right? That like this is, and so our responsibility as parents is to go, go, go to the field, start digging. Because, because this is where you're going to find peace and joy and contentment in life, not in these other things in the world. And so that brings us to our next point in that they sold everything. They sold everything that they had. This has been my prayer this week as I've been going through this. I'm like, would I? Do I see it the same way? Do I see the kingdom of heaven as being worth more than all that I have? That's a... I mean, I know what answer I'm supposed to say up here. <laughs> and you guys all probably know the answer you're supposed to say too, right? And, and the honesty that, that we should have in front of our kids and in front of friends and, is that, that that's a tough ask. That's really tough. Because honestly, there's things that I really, really like in this world. And I think it's the same with all of us. And so we have to look at this and go... If this is the kingdom of heaven, if, if the kingdom of heaven is this treasure that's worth, it, that it ought to be worth more than everything else that I have, what, what am I missing? Do I not understand what the kingdom of heaven is? And honestly, I think some of it may be that we've just kind of gone, oh, the kingdom of heaven's in the future. Like it's something I'll get, you know what I mean? Like, like I just have to endure and last through this life. But, but that's not the promise God gives us. God, God promises us the kingdom here and now so that we can experience peace, joy, contentment, so that we can show others who he is and that we can proclaim the gospel in and through our lives, sometimes with words, mostly with our actions. Look at what Paul says in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. He says, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and look at what he says, and count them as rubbish, trash, all things as trash, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. I mean, that, that Christ, that Jesus may be my king 
and that I may be found in his kingdom. Like, that's what Paul is saying here. He's like, I want to count everything as trash in my life compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Because I, I, I think, if you're like me, it's very easy for us to say that, that, that this is just one facet of our life. Yeah, I know Christ, and then, and then I have my life. And I live life. And yeah, I've, I've got Christ, but, but, I, but I live life. That's not, that, this is not what Jesus teaches in the parable. He teaches that, that, that our affections should be so deep and so profound for the kingdom of heaven and that we see how, how important it is in our lives. And, and parents, this is, this is the tough part because we get busy, right? And we're living life, right? And, even, and whether you're parents or not, but even like around friends and coworkers and your, the rest of your family, like, like we get busy living life and we forget that this is the thing that is foundational to our lives. How do we get so busy in that? How do we get so distracted? And so this is, so this is the, uh, the, the next piece of this is that he actually says that like this brings us, the kingdom of heaven brings us peace and joy and contentment. How does it bring us peace? Like the fact that we're in the kingdom that we call Christ our Savior and our Lord and our King. That means in the midst of chaos, in the midst of everything going on, we know that his kingdom is forever. Like that's somewhere back in your, in your brain, right? And you pull it out when you need it. But it's something that we need to be telling those around us because that's the good news. That's part of the good news is that, that this, this stuff is going to fade away. That's why Paul calls it trash because he's like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be gone. It's going to be gone. But what isn't going to be gone is the kingdom of heaven. God's not going to fail us. He's not going to walk away. We're never going to get booted out of his kingdom. It's forever. It's eternal. And so we can have a peace in this world knowing that that's the case. What about joy? What, what brings you happiness? And, and happiness is not the same as joy, but I don't want to get into that. But what brings you happiness, right? Like, There's a lot of things in this world that bring us happiness, that bring us temporary joy. But the kingdom of heaven promises us eternal joy. Not just in the future, but now. You guys, I, and this is, where, this is where it comes into like living, like calling us deeper and deeper, right? Like we just sang with oceans. Like the more we are going out and venturing and like being called by God and taking steps in faith, the more joy we experience. And I, some of you have taken steps and you're like, yes, I know that that is true. And then we forget about it. <laughs> and then we take another step and we're like, ah, so worth it. I'm so glad I sacrificed that for this because it's so worth it. And we do it again and again. And, and you as kids, you're like, man, I just, it doesn't look very joyful. It's because it's, it's, not, it's not fading. It's not this temporary thing. It's like this, it's this lasting joy. And this is the kingdom of heaven that God promises us now. And same with contentment. Man, the world has a bunch of fake things. Things that give you a little bit of happiness, right? I mean, I don't know, we could, we could probably name 
20 Christmas presents that you've gotten over your life that you, as kids that you don't even play with anymore, right? And that's, that's the reality. And then by, you get 11 months, and then you're ready. You've got, you've got more needs. You've got, you've got more toys that you need. And, and I'll tell you, kids, it's the same as adults. where Our toys just change. They get bigger, more expensive, and the, the reality is that the kingdom of heaven is a treasure that, man, it, it's lasting. It's worth everything. It doesn't go away, and it provides us with contentment, happiness, joy, peace, like nothing else. All right, so we're going so to respond to that one, all right? You ready? So we're going to do another minute. I have no idea what my pacing is in the sermon, by the way, so hopefully I'm still keeping it short. I have no idea. Um, what, have, what have you... What have you sacrificed? So, kids, if you have a question, obviously ask your parents whatever. But, um, but as parents like, or, or as individuals, what have, you, what have you sacrificed for the kingdom that you look back on you're like, so worth it? So worth it. All right, you guys have a minute. Go for it. don't have 45 seconds left. Sorry. Good. All right. So, so I don't know. So uh, here's the thing. These are the things that we need to be talking about in our lives. It doesn't matter if, if you're a parent here or you're not or whatever, right? Like how does the world know? Like this is not just about like following rules, right? It's not about, and in fact, Paul even says this in, in Romans that, that it's not about eating and drinking and following rules. It's about peace and righteousness and joy and like in the Holy Spirit, like in God. And so how do we, how do we tell people like this amazing treasure that we found? Because it's not just ours, it's for everybody. And that's the good news is that we are like, this is for you. This is what God has given to us in his rescue for us. All right, so how, how kids, well, and adults, actually, this is, more, this is actually more appropriate for adults. How do we, how do we get the kingdom of God? How do, how do we actually do this? Like, what, what does it mean, right? I want, I want to give you two things. If you turn over Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. Kids, you're going to love this. You ready? says, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It's pretty cool, kids. It's pretty good for a family Sunday, huh? Why? Why are you guys, I'm looking at you kids, why are you guys so special? Hmm? You know why? Because you guys trust your parents. Right? And that's what, this is what Jesus is saying. Like, like, we need to trust God with our lives. You see, as you, as you get older, as you become one of these teenagers, you start to think <laughs> that you got this, that you know what, what ought to happen, and, you know, and you're, you're in control of your, your lives and your situation. And as you become an adult, you start to be convinced of that even more <laughs> until you stumble, <laughs> Right? And so what Jesus is saying here is that, no, you need to become like a child. You need to trust that God loves you, that he cares for you, and that this kingdom of heaven actually falling under, taking your life and saying, you know what, I'm going to trust God with my life. That's it. It's a, it's a heart thing. It's a, it's a trust thing. And then there's the second attribute that you kids have, generally speaking, and they're kind of tied together, is humility. Do I'm opening myself up for this one, but do you guys think that, like, if you didn't have your parents around at all, like, you would be just fine? We'll give it, like, maybe for a, maybe a day. How about for, like, a month? Do you think you would last? No, thank you. I'm so glad you answered that. Your parents are like, yes. That's humility. That's you, that's, that's you guys knowing your place in the world. Adults, do you think you could live whether God was in your life or not? Why don't I hear all the no's? <laughs> it's because it's tough, isn't it? Because our pride tells us that we can. And so that's what Jesus says. He's like, no, be like, be like them. They, they trust you. They're, they're humble that's what, when we come under the reign of Christ, we go, I, I trust you with my life. And so what does that mean? That means when things go off the rails and you're like, that's not what I was expecting, you go, God's got this because I'm his child, because I'm in his kingdom and I trust him. He has not abandoned me. When, when we go and we're making decisions for our lives, we, we go before God and go, God, is this what you want me to do? Because I don't trust myself. I trust you. Or we bring others into our lives, this fellowship, this body of believers, and we go, man, I know I can be deceived. I know I struggle with pride because we all do at some level, and I need somebody to like just keep me in check and make sure that like I'm not thinking I'm doing this on my own because we all, as we just proved, struggle with thinking we could do this on our own. You see, that's why Jesus says that we ought to be like little children because that's where the kingdom of heaven becomes tangible, becomes a player in our lives when we lay aside our kingdom because that's really what Jesus came to rescue us from. The, the little kingdoms that we built Right, little sandcastles. I used that analogy a while ago. Right, we build our little sandcastles and we call it our kingdom. And Jesus says, 
let me give you the good kingdom. Let me give you the lasting kingdom. Let me give you the eternal kingdom. So kids, search, seek. Adults, you can grab one on the way out if there's extras. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. Um, like, this, is, this is how we ought to live our lives, seeking God in everything, because that, that shows and demonstrates that our hearts are before the throne of grace and that we seek God's kingdom more than our own. And that's the kingdom of heaven. Let me pray.